Do I have a massive arsehole? My blood is rushing from my dick to my heart. I'll be sure to treat you like a nasty bitch. Michael, leave your genitals at the door and bring your mind to this episode. It's Fleabag Season 1. Welcome to the center cut. I'm Tick Sack. What now? Uh, flea bag, Tick Sack. David, mm-hmm. I am Michael. And our bodies are the only thing we have left. And when we get old and unfuckable, we might as well be podcasters. That is true. Today we are talking about Flea Bag. Season one. Tell them the plan, Michael. I am excited. We watched only the first episode. And the last episode, episode one, episode six, we're going to recap those ends. And then we have many questions from Reddit to help us guess about the middle that we didn't see. I'm sort of embarrassed to admit this, and I don't get embarrassed easily. We know this. Mm -hmm. Until this show, I thought that Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Fleabag, and the musical artist Phoebe Bridgers we're the same person. I don't even know who Phoebe Bridgers is. How are there two famous current people with Phoebe and Bridge in their names? What the hell are the odds? Um, I mean, not like terribly hot and low. I thought they were the same person. Thought it was just one person who did music and did shows. Wow. Turns out I'm an idiot. Yep. <laughs> Turns out. Fleabag is a British comedy drama series written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, not Phoebe Bridger. Phoebe Waller-Bridge also stars as the titular character of of our show here. We actually never even really learn an actual name. Titular. It's just Fleabag. Mm -hmm. The show is actually based off of a one-woman show that she wrote and performed back in 2013 at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. I can only imagine what like a one-person show of this whole thing would be wild very wild the tv show originally aired on bbc3 back in july of 2016 and it has two seasons and both seasons currently have a 100 percent on rotten tomatoes so wow. the overall score of the entire show is 100 percent. it's won a shit ton of awards all of which i don't really recognize because i don't <laughs> know british award shows or even the american ones to be completely honest I think that's enough. Let's get right into the fuckable part of this episode. The recaps. Mm-hmm. 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 These, ti- these episodes didn't have titles, which is nope, strange. No titles. We open to Fleabag, immediately breaking the fourth wall and quickly letting us know that this show is going to include sex. So buckle up. Apparently, that's all we talk about here. Yep. She live narrates her sexcapade with a chap credited as arsehole guy who is aptly named because she lets him put it in her butt. Just, just bloop. Just like it ain't no thing. Yep. It's the leather jacket he wears the next day. It's got to be. It's got to be the leather jacket. Mm -hmm. Uh, After thinking aloud, do I have a massive arsehole? We get a clean, simple title card and bam, she's just riding the bus with the best character title, Bus Rodent. (laughs) (laughs) This poor, unfortunate man. He's nice, but in like a very late 30s dorky man way. But he's got a mouth like a beaver, which is ironic because he ain't going to get none. He's getting no beaver. Poor guy in his giant teeth. It's just the two front teeth that are bad. Mm -hmm. Also, they have to be prosthetics because they're it's like outrageously huge. Yeah, I'd be interested. I'm I'm interested if they are real or not. But 
I don't care. <laughs> Not interested enough. <laughs> he asks her on a date, but she reminisces about how her last boyfriend, Harry, a real name for once, caught her doing, but with her other lips, just masturbating to a President Obama speech. You know, just the usual. You know, the usual. Who doesn't masturbate to a little Barack, you know? Yeah, we've all been there. I'm more of a Clinton yeah. man myself, but I'm, I'm not judging. Interesting. Like classic Clinton? Classic Clinton. Yeah, Obviously yeah, yeah. not like shrivel, shriveled up and almost no, 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 no. 90s Clinton with the sax. But yeah, I mean, if you haven't wanked to a video of a distinguished black gentleman, then what are you even doing with your life? Yeah, I mean, that's what I primarily do it to anyways. Harry gets mad and ends the relationship over it. Dramatic. <laughs> like Really dramatic. I, I mean, obviously, it means there are other reasons that he is done with this whole situation. I would hope so. Which this is the second thing we've watched in a row where someone just tries to go at it laying right next to their significant other, which mm -hmm. is wild because... Yeah. Up until this point, we have never seen or heard that ever. <laughs> and then I don't know where two shows right in a row. American Beauty and Fleabag. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's just a, a staunch Republican. Maybe just the thought of <laughs> having. <laughs> he's Although he's in Britain. So no. like what a Trump supporter man. for sure. Uh, but uh, back on the bus with Beaver Boy, Fleabag agrees to exchange numbers. Mistake. And he quips, I'll be sure to treat you like a nasty bitch. And. <laughs> Her fourth wall breaking facial reaction, priceless. Some of the the facial reactions that she does to the camera are very good. Very, very good. Yeah. Put that face that she makes, put that shit on a patch, and I would sew it onto the asshole of my pants and wear it. That's a thing, yeah? Yep. Sewing okay. stuff right on your pants asshole for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anyway, she realizes she's late for an appointment and run, just runs away. Just sprints. At the bank, sweaty, she sits in with the bank manager to go over her small business startup loan application. She lifts up her sweater because she said she's hot. <laughs> and I still don't know if she's really just not aware and thought she had a top on underneath or was trying to grease the wheel since the bank had infamously been mixed up in sexual harassment stuff. But... Either way, the manager asked her to leave immediately. I was confident that she it was a mistake. It was a but mistake. maybe not. Now now after watching the whole thing multiple times, maybe not. Yeah, I don't I don't know how you can make that mistake know. though. Like how can you not know what's on your body? I would know if I had a shirt on underneath the sweater. Yeah, but if you're like she just sprinted over here, she's not really thinking about it, she's stressed about this loan interview and stuff. You could space it. Oh, so you've just been in a professional meeting and just randomly lifted up your shirt? No. No, okay. I have not. <laughs> That I remember, at least. Anyway, she does leave, but not before they call each other a perv and a slut. And she jokes mm -hmm. about how she'd never shag him because, ew. Yeah, that, that makes everything much better. <laughs> Fleabag meets her sister, Claire, at a feminist lecture. And, you know, we get more of the fourth wall breaking stuff. And it really is a great way to feed us information. And we learn that they lost their mom when they were young-ish. I don't think we learned the exact age. Yeah, it didn't feel like it was like that much... It like wasn't that far in the past. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was just like a really young child thing or teens or I don't know. The way that they're like approaching it and everything, it feels like it's not an old like a super old thing. Hmm. But maybe maybe it is. But we also learned their dad hooked up with their godmother as a replacement. Fleabag also jokes about taking a flash poo, which <laughs> I imagine is British for like a brisk shit or like a, a snappy crappy. Just pooping in public. Yuck. A snappy crappy, is that what you called it? You're the worst. Things get tense because Fleabag stole Claire's top, and eventually Claire asks her if she needs to borrow money for her cafe. And we cut to a scene evidencing how 
how business in her cafe is going and spoiler alert it ain't great <laughs> it it's a funny like it's it's dry it's drawn out but it's a funny scene it's um, drawn out on purpose and that's what makes it great i think yeah i appreciate the joke she stands there while the lone patron just plugs in every electronic device ever to leech on her electricity while buying absolutely nothing he even has to pull out one of those cubes that give you additional <laughs> additional part, plugs because he part. ran out of plugs on the yeah. wall so yeah. good yeah just a shit bag of a human really i hope all of his devices broke yeah people like that are the worst we learned that claire shat in a sink classy mm-hmm. we learned that fleabag is wearing cheap pants that don't let her butt breathe that she got from her friend boo more on boo soon mm. but the lecture does finally begin with opening woman's mouths since 1998 <laughs> do i even need to say what i'm gonna say you know you know what i'm gonna say remember that asshole patch with the face well that quote I'm going to get that tattooed right above my dick and balls. Too much. Is that too much? Am I too much? Everything's too too much. much. Everything you do is too too much. much. Okay. Anyway, the lecturer, played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge's mom, P.S., poses the question, would you trade five years of your life for the so-called perfect body? Which, of course, nobody is supposed to agree with, but both Fleabag and Claire obviously raise their hand to. It's a little ridiculous for someone to be shaming them for, like, having their own opinion. You know, I agree. And and that's why we thought it was interesting enough that it is the topic for our center chat next week. Mm -hmm. So patrons, get ready. Mm, It's coming your way. After the lecture, Fleabag gives Claire her top back and Claire goes in for a hug. But they're both so broken and weird that they they end up like karate chopping each other in the head. Yeah, (laughs) pretty great. Claire asks her to go for a drink. Fleabag makes an excuse. And then when Claire leaves, she asks a random stranger walking by to go for a drink. She's kind of an ass. Yeah. Later that night, though, she does go for a drink with the beaver. And oh, my God, he's so boring. So boring. He's just he's one of those dudes who can't read the room and just drones on about stupidity. Yeah, he's just he's just like he's trying so hard. And just like, come on, man. Come on. He gets up to Waz, which is the dumbest way to say you're pissing. (laughs) (laughs) And Fleabag grabs what looks like money out of his wallet. Yes. I think that's just sitting on the table. Yes. But he immediately returns and she invites him to her house just to get it over with so she doesn't have to hear him talk Let's anymore. just fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear you talk about all the dams you have to construct. Come on. And when he declines because of having to work early in the morning, <laughs> which, listen, it's a legitimate excuse. I turned down a threesome before because I had to work early in the morning. So haters, go fuck yourself. I'm with you, Beaver Man. No. Hey, bud. What? Honest conversation right now. Yeah. Look at me. I, I am. You didn't turn down that threesome because you had to work early in the morning. That was if 90%. you wanted to have that threesome, the working would not have mattered. It was ninety percent of my reason. No. I you, truly truly Okay. Mean that. Based on the amount that sex drives all of your fucking decisions in your whole life, it is completely completely opposite that you would say oh i have to work tomorrow morning now nah. it was really really late and i was already in bad you're standing full of shit i didn't want to lose my job no i'm serious nope i, I don't okay. believe you I, well, i'm telling you the truth nope anyway yeah she fleabag calls him pathetic and leaves she's kind of not the best person really no she's not i mean there's a reason her name is fleabag fair accurate But uh, outside, she helps out a drunk girl whose whole tit was out. Yep. The drunk girl thinks she's a man. And (laughs) Fleabag asks her if she wants to come home with her, which I think was a serious plea to do some consensual tripping. 
but we'll never know because drunk girl declines. You think so? You think it was serious or you think she was just joshing? No, I didn't think she was joshing. I I guess it it could have it could have either been she wanted to try and get her home so they could fuck or felt concerned for her and was like trying to take care of her and and make a new friend oh i don't because she's lonely i don't think it's the latter at all okay all fleabag cares about is sex she wouldn't turn down a threesome for work we got a flashback to flea and boo being just good drunk friends singing about abortions Mm -hmm. the huge back in the present fleabag shows up unannounced at 2 a.m at her dad's house dad played by beesbury from house of the dragon And she tells him that she feels like she's a greedy, perverted, selfish, apathetic, cynical, depraved, morally bankrupt woman. I am all of those things except for the last. And instead of consoling her, he's like, yeah, that's your mom's fault. The worst dad. (laughs) Dick move, bro. (laughs) I know what will make this situation better. Let me also make fun of this girl's dead mom. Yep. What a dick. One of my least favorite characters in a thing in a while. Really? Okay. Yeah. I don't know about that, but he's in in my up up top of my list of like worst characters. Wow. This season okay. so far. Interesting. I don't. I wouldn't go that far, but I mean, I hate him and the fact that he is just like totally given up on his daughters just so he can weird sex addict. Like, nah, nah, dude. Yeah, I'm not condoning his actions. I'm just saying that like worst character there's some pretty bad characters we've seen this season yeah i know but anyway he does offer to call her a cab but warns her not to go upstairs which we know means that she'll immediately go upstairs Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's a terrible dad and dumb so yep there's that her cunt of a stepmother her words not mine also my words is there painting herself portrait just a big old block of grays yeah that makes sense they share passive aggressive barbs and fleabag steals a little headless female bust that's apparently worth thousands on the way out we don't know that right this moment that that she stole it but we we learn later on the cab ride home she tells a quote-unquote funny story about how she runs her cafe on her own now instead of with boo and We learned that Boo got sad that her boyfriend cheated and wanted to minorly injure herself to punish him by stepping into a bike lane, but it ended up killing her and other people, and yet Fleabag laughs. She's not an excellent person. No, at this point, she's also drunk and having a hell of a night, but but yeah, I mean, not great. Also, I... I don't know. I can get behind the thought process of a person getting run over by a bike and dying. How did two other people die in that interaction? Well, because she flipped into the like into the car lane and then someone probably like swerved to avoid her and like crashed into a pole or like something like that. Maybe type deal. Possible. Anyway, not something to laugh about. No, certainly. Although, not. I mean, I'm, I'm out here making 9-11 jokes on the reg. So I guess on the well, who am I to say? Yeah. Who am I to say? Yep. We do get the reveal that she indeed stole her stepmother's art by stuffing it in her waistband. And it's artsy, but I kind of like the way they shoot it because it's shot. It's just like her open shirtless bra wearing chest. So we also only see her torso. We only see like her neck to waist, just like the statue, which is it's kind of cool. And uh, we pan up to get a little smirk. And loud metal music outro. Mm, mm -hmm. Not the outro music I was expecting. But yeah, it's an interesting little pilot. I I can't say I love Fleabag as a person, but she is certainly fun to watch. And I am always a fan of the wall breaking genre. So I did. I did like that. Yeah, it was definitely entertaining for sure. 
All right, episode six. We open a flea bag having sex with the very attractive man. This is the same guy from the first episode, right? Arsehole guy. Arsehole guy. He kind of looks a lot like a young Gerard Butler. Kinda. Kinda. See, David, everything is about sex. I'm not crazy. Mm. Yes, you are. He makes fun of how small her boobs are as they're fucking and decides to do some anal. But as he's doing it, he loses his erection. And Fleabag starts to narrate that she thinks this is the point uh, in their relationship where he has fallen in love with her and the blood has rushed from his dick to his heart. And and so now he's in love with her, so they can't finish their, their fun sex adventure. Mm-hmm. Title card. Very loud and very fast. It's up for like a second and it's very loud music for a second and it's gone. Yeah. Next morning, she is awakened and has a memory of Boo looking at a pencil. We uh, time portal back to the cafe. She's reading an article about a boy who goes to prison for shoving pencils up the ass of the school hamster. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, Boo is disappointed and Fleabag thinks that it's because of the hamster fucking. But what it is, is it's because they sent him to prison instead of offering him psychiatric help. He has, obviously has some problems. So interesting. And she explains that's the very reason they put rubbers on the end of pencils. Is because people make mistakes. Yep. Back to current time, Arsehole Man is uh, trying to talk to Fleabag as as she awakens here, but he can't really come up with the words to express how he's feeling. So he asks her if she can, if they can talk about it later. I can't tell if this guy is more or less of a douche than the Beaver guy. They're just different brands of douche. Different. Brands. I wouldn't define Beaver guy as a douche. I would. Because a douche to me is like an like an asshole, like a jerk. And beaver guy wasn't a jerk. He was just... He's just mold. He's like mold on a piece of bread that you want to eat. He's just like a... He's like a, a loser. He's a wart. But that's not a, a douche. I don't, I don't consider... You know, a jerk is like someone who's like being malicious, I think. Like a douchebag is someone being malicious. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, I guess you know? that's a good clarifier. Yeah. Okay. So fine. I don't think I would define Beaver. I, I I mean he's he's a fucking weirdo and a loser, but not a douche. Okay. Fine. Off to some sex art exhibition hosted by the devilish mother-in-law. Claire isn't here, which uh, is a concern of of Fleabag and she thought that she was there just to enjoy this exhibition kind of support her dad and her mother-in-law turns out. Sex exhibition, David. Sex exhibition, sorry. They hand her a tray of champagne and put a name tag on her that says, I'm here to help and send her off to serve drinks. So (laughs) she's here to more than just support them. At this point, our mother-in-law gives a speech, basically that this sex exhibition isn't to get you aroused. It's just that because sex brings us all together. We all have that in common. Our lives started with sex. And her first orgasm was on a a bidet, which she calls a B-day. And I thought she meant a birthday. And I was confused. Ah. I was like, oh, your, you know, your first sex experience was on on your birthday. Great. Like, that's cool. Congratulations. (laughs) No, it turns out that shot her vag full of water um, and enjoyed it quite a bit. And after learning that, Honestly, I'm not surprised. She makes a comment about the Golden Lady statue from the first uh, the first episode and how it's missing. Now she has a new exhibit of a, a lady stolen or something like that. I don't remember exactly what she called it, but basically it's just an empty pedestal to represent how this woman's body was taken. So 
our hot guy is around our soul our soul man he's standing at a wall of plaster dicks david i need the dick wall i need it i need it i why? need it why do you need it because it's amazing what, no what, i hated what, it what, what how, so he makes a comment about how his mouth is watering and <laughs> this plus the conversation that they had earlier in the bed i was 100 percent convinced that the reason or what he was going to express to fleabag later in the episode was that he was gay yeah i mean that would track based on what you've seen so far i agree with that yeah so that was like i was fully convinced that but outside we do get this conversation where our soul guy tells fleabag that he's in love and she's like, oh, well, thanks. Like, she's looking all, all like, blushing and like, oh, yeah. And then he's like, with another woman, uh, she has, like, huge boobs. And it's great. And I love her big boobs and not your no boobs. You're like a, a sexy plank is what he calls her. <laughs> and, and she's like, yeah, uh, she pretends not to care. But obviously, it hurts her quite a bit. You could tell that she's bothered by it. She was kind of fully expecting this to be the other way around so at the dick wall her mother-in-law comes up or i guess stepmother i keep calling mother-in-law yeah. stepmother technically stepmother comes up and is like ah have you uh, spotted your dad and she immediately picks him out and it, like the stepmother is like very <laughs> confused and concerned by the fact that she immediately picked it out and then she just makes the most amazing turn and smile to the camera that is just so satisfying do you think it was just a lucky guess or do you think she really was using some intel i think she's had enough sex that she could probably put it together plus the one she points to like kind of half stiff and hanging to the side a little <laughs> it's, it's not it's not great it looks like it's seen some things. It's seen saying. some yeah. stuff. Yeah, for sure. It's It's been through it. I, too, sadly, would probably be able to pick up my dad's penis out of a lineup. I've never seen my dad's dick. I've seen I'm my happy many, about that. Many times. Never in a sexual manner. It's always just like, it's just there. Um, did I ever tell you about the time that Ashley and I stopped by my parents' house unannounced one time, and I turned the corner to my living room, and my dad was passed out asleep on the couch on his back, just completely full body naked. Nope. So I obviously saw the full glory, and I I stopped Ashley just a centimeter away from turning the thing. She, she almost fully sure? experienced my father. Are you uh, sure she didn't experience? I'm it? positive. Yes. All right. But yes, I have I have seen it many a times, never in a sexual manner. Like I've Terrible. never been forced upon me. Like this is not. I'm not like I'm not yep, here needing no. therapy. But I just my parents aren't like that at all neither of them like emily says that she's seen her mom naked too never even okay. close no okay nope we're happy all happy right. about it it's great fleabag runs into her ex harry in plaster and human form <laughs> he has a a display here at this exhibition that i mean that fleabag's stepmother did which is insane interesting can you imagine if your mom was like Hey, I'm uh, I'm doing this like or no, better yet, it would be like your dad. Let's say your dad reached out to you and was like, "Hey, I'm putting together an art installation about sex, and I'd really love to do a giant just kind of like a full-size casting of your wife naked." How's that sound? And also I'm going to cut off his genitals and use it on a different exhibit. Yeah, so he was concerned that the genitals were missing uh, from the mannequin. She said, no, no, you haven't seen it yet. It's over on the wall, second from the left, <laughs> uh, which was very good. But but yeah, she um she does run into him in human form and she thinks it's to, you know, like ask for her back and oh, great. This is perfect timing. 
nope, he's here with another woman and it is really awkward. Yep. It's rough. Never fun. Never fun when you run into a person that you've been naked with and they're with another person and you have to be friendly. Mm-hmm. Rough life. But Clara finally shows up and Fleabag is surprised to find that her husband Martin is here as well. We don't know why. We'll find out soon. It's Brett Gelman. I don't know who that is. He's in many things, but you probably recognize him as Murray from Stranger Things. Oh, nope. No? You don't know Murray from Stranger Things? I've only seen the first, like, season and a half of Stranger Things. Oh, okay. Things. Yeah, he's in later seasons. Yeah, so, so never mind. I haven't seen Murray. But Fleabag heads to the back room. At this point, she's just, like, super irritated and tired of all of this. It's just been a nightmare of an afternoon for her. She starts just slamming back champagne glasses that people have sent back with her and full glasses half empty glasses whatever she's just going to town she starts to have some flashbacks of boo but nothing crazy just of having a good time and drinking with boo back out on the sex exhibition floor she decides well fuck this and smashes some glasses and then some more glasses and her stepmother is not happy about it i mean nobody is really nobody is really but stepmother especially is like fucking fuming yeah. Her dad comes up and tells her he deserves to be happy and he has to go out to the car to get his cardi. I would imagine his cardigan. I'm not yes. sure. But cardigan sweater. Cardigan sweater. I don't know why in this exact moment he thinks this is the best time to go get his cardigan because he's cold. No, it's because he needs to go yeah. have he needs to go outside a, a and wank, have a little or whatever people, time. whatever British people call crying. Mm. It's wank, right? Nope. I don't <laughs> think so. No. No, it's not a waz either. Nice try, though. <laughs> uh, an eye tinkle. Yep. He's got to go make his eyes bidet. <laughs> <laughs> at, at this point, Fleabag is just upset with the world. She heads back into the back of, of whatever this place is, and Claire comes in kind of yelling at her, saying, like, what the fuck? What was that about? And they get in a fight about Martin, and then Claire says, he didn't try to kiss you. He says it was more like the other way around. So... We obviously didn't see this, but we've gathered some information now that one of them tried to kiss the other. Fleabag told Claire this in assumptions that he would that she would like end that relationship. That's why she was confused when Martin walked in earlier. And that's why all this has happened. But Claire explains, and this is a very important plot point, that Claire explains that she didn't believe her because of what she did to Boo. And then we start getting these terrible flashbacks. And we find out that Fleabag is the girl that slept with Boo's boyfriend, the one that was causing him to cheat, and the reason that she jumped into the bike lane to begin with. Dun, dun, dun. And we imagine, obviously, that Fleabag never admitted that, it, that she was the other woman. I'd imagine so. Yeah, which is, that's the bad part. Like, the cheating is one thing. Yeah, we don't like, get that uh, you know, explicitly, but I'm assuming now. Yeah, like, obviously, don't do that, but it's not like it was just her. Like, obviously, the boyfriend was equally part of the problem. Like, mm. They were doing it together, but she should have admitted to her friend afterward. But yeah, it's, it, I don't want to talk a ton about it because there is a question about it, but it's interesting about whether or not we believe Fleabag or Martin because we don't see it, obviously, which is interesting. Yep. I think I believe her, but. She, I mean, she really does feel like an unreliable narrator. So yeah, I, I guess I'm like, I'm like 60, 40 that Martin did come on to her, like she says, but I just, again, we'll talk about it more. I just, I don't, I can't a hundred percent trust her. No. So it's, it is difficult because she's done, she's, she has done quite a bit to make us think that, you know, she is capable of doing 
these kinds of crazy things yeah. for attention or to get people to kind of notice her and have feelings towards her, regardless of what type of feelings those are. We're not really sure. But but yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I'm I think I'm also on the like very slightly on the I believe her side of things, but it, it is very a very thin margin. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk For a little sure. bit more about it when we have the question later. But back to current time flea bag. She's walking down the street and finds her dad crying against his car. He came out to get his cardigan in his car and now he's crying. It's because he forgot it at home and now he know he, he has to be cold all night. So he's like, God damn it. He's just so sad about his cardigan. Yeah. They chat for a second. Uh, you know, she apologizes uh, for being difficult and everything that happened. And he looks like he's about to apologize. And then stepmother comes out of the shadows and and he's like, oh, never mind. I think you should leave, <laughs> which is definitely helping towards his being the worst fucking character for me. It's just like stand up for yourself and your family dude yeah that stuff really pisses me off don't let people just walk all over other people it's the worst tell people when they're being assholes Mm -hmm. agreed so at this point she just feels like no one loves her no one cares about her and everything's the worst she's walking down the street just makeup and running and crying and she's just like totally bummed out I don't know why, but here as we're seeing scenes of her walking along the street, we hear Boo's answering machine in the background. I don't know what that means. Nope. Is that a past thing? Like she tried to call her after she walked out into the street to tell her what happened, but it was too late. She was already dead. Or is this mm. like she's leaving messages on Boo's answering machine years after that happened i don't think it's years i think this is well really i mean i don't think it was closer. like i think it's just yeah. like a month or two. Oh, i thought it was more than a month or two hmm. but i don't know who knows we get back to the cafe fleabag feeds their the, the the cafe gerbil of which the entire cafe is based and then heads out to the street and we see kind of comparison shot for shot her looking a lot like boo when boo walked down into the bike lane almost thinking about kind of taking her own life or, you know, at least doing the same thing that Boo did. Mm-hmm. But as everything is kind of coming to a climax, bank manager Hugh Dennis arrives, is like, hey, y'all right? And they end up heading into the cafe to talk. She basically just unloads like all of her mental stress onto him immediately when they walk into the place. She says, I fucked the cafe in a liquidation and I fucked my family and then I fucked my friend and fucked her boyfriend. She's basically, we learned that she's just tied her whole personality, her whole identity to sex and the fact that people wanting her is the way that she determines her own self-worth. Same, bro. And once people no longer want her sexually, then what the fuck is the point? I get it. Yeah, then uh, then Hugh just heads out to his car and comes back in. I, at first you think like, oh, wow, he just like left and it's like just one more person that's leaving her, like doesn't give a shit, just leaves. But he comes back with his clipboard and he is going to re-interview her for her small business loan. And that interview is beginning as episode six and season one come to a close. What a strange way to end the season. Strange. Mid-interview. But um, how, 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 how did the sexual harassment banker end up being the only good person in the whole show? I don't think he was the sexual harassment man. Oh, I, I thought it was him. I thought he was. No, the one I think that he just like works for an organization in which is known for a manager doing sexual harassment stuff. I don't know. 
know. I I bet you if we rewatched that first clip, I think I think it was him. I think he was the one. I don't. Here's the thing. I don't know if he actually did it, but I think he was the one who's being blamed for doing it. Interesting. But I could be wrong. Could be wrong. I didn't get that that same feeling. Well, anyway, he still ends up being the only good character, which is wild. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's the only good one. Yeah. Yep. Well, that was the first and the last episode. Now, before we get into the questions about the middle, I think we should go fuck a center commercial. No, we should just go fucking do it right in the butt. Wow. We're in the center commercial, Michael. Mm. Both physically and spiritually. No one has ever let me fulfill this fantasy of being in the center commercial. So thank you, David. That's good. Well, we don't have a regular ad today. We just want to talk to you about Patreon like we do most weeks. But this is different. It's different this time. It's different. We promise. Listen, please stop fast forwarding. Listen now. Two things. (laughs) Number one. Uh-huh. We wanted to give a shout out to our newest patron, Sarah. Sarah, welcome to this the to the cult. Thank you for joining Jenny and Charlene and Kay and the damn fine ladies, Jasmine and Mel's and Cindy. Yeah. Thank you for being a patron. We appreciate you. Yes, we love you. Thank you. And now, if you want to be like these lovely all ladies, we're just chilling with a bunch of ladies here. That's what we do. David, what's the new information? The new info is we are going to start releasing a seven-day trial, free trial for you to check out our Patreon. We're going to uh, post the links on our show notes and everywhere where we can post them. And you can sign up for a seven-day free trial and get access to our full Patreon, which has over 10, 12 hours of content at this point. Yeah, Pretty already close to it somewhere around there. Full unlimited access to for a week. And at that point, you can decide if you want to continue and, and get more new content from us. So more, you know, if, if that's enough. But I, I doubt that's that's going to be how you feel. But but yeah, you can jump into our seven day free trial and check it out. Yes, please. You're going to get center chats after every main episode. Center consumed where we go back and watch the middle of something we watched uh, once a month. Center cache, our monthly newsletter voting access early access to episodes all the fun stuff and you support us just everything you get everything and our guinea pig cafe that we call the center cut that's what this is thank you thank you thank you patreon.com slash the center cut yes and if you have feedback as always send it to the center cut cast at gmail.com yeah and we got them socials check out tiktok instagram we got fun stuff going up there all the time at the underscore center underscore cut thank you very much we love you All right, David, we have many questions about the middle from Mm -hmm. our favorite Redditors over in the Fleabag community, and I am excited to crush the middle that we didn't see. All right. We shall start out with Mellow underscore admirer. One question. Where's Claire? Do you think there's that like where at the end? She's not at the thing at first, the sex, the sex exhibition. You tell me. I don't Wherever she is, she's getting bamboozled by her husband. (laughs) I mean, my answer is pretty similar. I think she's in the clutches of a very Weasley Martin. Deep in the clutches. Fucking Weasel Martin. But she's rich, so kind of worth it. Excuse me? I'd be in somebody's clutches if I was rich. Would you? I'd be in all the clutches. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that at all. (laughs) Our next question from accomplished underscore lie 6971. What did Martin give Claire for her birthday? A headache. Uh, (laughs) No, but listen. 
She has strange looking crimped hair in the finale. So I bet he gets her a hair thing, like one of those ones that heat up and you squeeze your hair between it. I'm describing this poorly. You can tell by both this and what my hair looks like that I'm not a hair person. But that's what he gets her, like a hair crimper thing. I feel like it's like opposite of feminism type of thing. So it's something like ridiculously sexist. Like an iron. Like, yeah, like an iron or like a you know new pan for the stove or some <laughs> bullshit. Or it's something like looks related, like, you know, a gym membership or like, or like um, you know, oh, I got you. I'm going to get you a you know boob job or a facelift or whatever, like something just absolutely terrible because I dislike Martin. Or something to change up her hair, like I said. I'm yeah, I mean, that—that that is a, on, the, on the second front, it is kind of close to that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I almost agree with you. Accomplished Lie also asks, what do the men yell on the wellness retreat? Mm, interesting. I feel like this wellness retreat is tied to the feminism stuff. I don't know why. It just felt like that. Interesting. Felt right. So all the guys that come to it are forced to like yell, we are equal or something stupid like that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I was not thinking that way. I See, I think the wellness stuff is just like a, a thing that their dad buys them to go on, like, like some yoga or spa type shit. And I think the men are yelling cat calls. It's just like cat calls related to doing wellness stuff. Like, do downward dog. Or like, I can help you stretch. Your holes. Are these all yoga related because your wife's a yoga instructor? No. I got a cucumber you can put over your eye. Okay. You went spa on that last one. I appreciate that. <laughs> That's what they're doing. I'll give you a deep tissue massage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> Our next set of questions from Netherm. Nether me. Nether me? Um, Nether Maine. It's a place in Maine. No, no, I'm just I have no idea. No. Nether me. It's probably a... Is that... Is that a Minecraft thing, guys? Potentially. Is that a Minecraft thing? Our first question from Netherme. Complete this sentence with the options. I did fart. That was exactly like mums. <laughs> I don't know what the options are. But... No options. It came with no options. <laughs> so the I did a fart that was exactly like mums blank. Yep. And I think it is. I did a fart that was exactly like mums yawn. And I thought longer and harder about this question than most questions, obviously. Interesting. Yawn. You thought longer and harder about it than anything else and what you came up with was yawn? <laughs> yeah, because I think it either has to be a sound or a smell. Yeah. I did a fart that was exactly like mom's fish and chips, but I went with sound instead of smell. And of all the other bodily functions that make a sound, I think yawn could be the easiest to recreate with your asshole. Like that kind of sounds like someone could make a fart like that. So lock it in. Yawn. Interesting. Okay. I came up with a list of options for myself to pick from. <laughs> uh, so my options are breath, like mom, mom's mm. breath, mom's queefs, mom's death shit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and lastly, mom's laugh mom's death shit yeah <laughs> i mean people shit when they die it uh, happens it's a uh, thing that happens okay so what's yeah, your answer we've talked about this before is it really outside of the world realm of possibility for fleabag to say something like that no not at no all. it isn't see it's a good options well, but i'm gonna go answer? with laugh similar yeah. to yours but a sound that can actually be made by a fart is is a laugh <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I farted that sound like that before. It's true. I yeah. feel like it's it would be easier to fart a laugh than it would be to fart a yawn. Mm, disagree. But anyway, I think one of us is right. Okay. Next question from Nether Me. What are the activities the sisters do in the silent retreat? 
so now it's a silent retreat. <laughs> oh boy! But the guys were yelling. Yeah, Jim do the women have called. to be silent and the men don't have to be silent? Don't know. What's going on here? <laughs> I feel like it's like to, to try and like build a familial bond. So like here are some of the activities I come up with: hugging, trust falls, just like dumb shit like that. Maybe. I, I, I mean, I think they're, I don't know about the silent part, but I, I think they're doing things that are supposed to be good for them, like yoga and mindfulness and getting massaged. But I think the joke is that they sneak in some booze and are just like taking shots every time one of the instructors says something stupid like inner beauty. They take like they're doing the opposite of doing things that are good for them. All right. Our next question from Nether Me. What is the birthday gift the main character gives Claire? So what is the main, the birthday gift that Fleabag gives Claire? I think it's clear that Fleabag doesn't like Martin, which tracks mm-hmm. since he's sleazy. And mm-hmm. so I think that she wants Claire to leave his greasy ass. Mm-hmm. So she wants Claire to be able to take care of herself. And we know that Fleabag, like me, is sex crazed. You're going to answer the same thing I put. She buys her a big old vibrating dildo. 100%. A vibrator. No doubt. No doubt. It has to be locked in. Yeah. Especially from future questions about them going to a sex shop. Gotta, gotta be. be. Gotta yep. be. Gotta be. 100%. Or you're right. So I, I went vibrator for the discreetness, but I also feel like Fleabag would want the opposite of that. Correct. So it could be like just a giant black dildo, mm-hmm. just like a unruly size. <laughs> unruly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then last question from NetherMe. What is the lesbian app for Grinder called? Run with scissors. See, I just went scissor, but spelled S I Z Z R. I don't believe we both went scissor. I mean, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Writes itself. It's got to be. It does. It's got to be easy. Our next question from Punkin Squashy <laughs> Why do they put rubbers behind pencils? To fuck hamsters and or because people make mistakes. Dealer's choice. This was in the finale, Gord person. Yep, to stick up hamster arsholes. Mm-hmm. Next question from Competitive Area 1414, who was telling the truth, Martin or Fleabag? And every time we do a TV show, there's always one question that is the question. And I think that this is the one this time. So nice job, competitive area. This is the biggest question for sure. And I think we both already alluded to our answers. I think we're both on the Fleabag side, but very, very slimly. Yeah, because like it's not even just the fact that she's an unreliable narrator. Like she's also she's prone to doing bad things. She's just super horny constantly. Mm-hmm. So sounds like somebody else I know. <laughs> yeah, all, all, agreed. All the above. But at the same time, though, like, what is the benefit for her to make it up? Like, wh- yeah. Well, I guess maybe she could be making it up to try to get Claire away from Martin since she doesn't like him. I don't think it's a question if she made it up. I think it's a question of it happened. Did Martin initiate? Or did Fleabag initiate? Because of what she did with with Boo's boyfriend, she slept with her or or did sexual stuff with her best friend's boyfriend. So there's a there's a question of did she, I think a kiss either almost happened or did happen? Was it initiated by Martin or was it initiated by Fleabag? Gotcha. Well, regardless, I, I am definitely still on Fleabag side. Like, you you, you got to believe victims. And- yeah. Plus, also, here's the thing, like, Boo's boyfriend was attractive. <laughs> Martin isn't. Yeah. He's got, like, a bald spot, just kind of like a weirdo. He, he's got serious bus man vibes. I mean, I'm a, I'm a weirdo with a budding bald spot. Shut up. Yep, I said what I said. 
Shut up. So what I said, unfuckable. <laughs> That's why we have podcasts. Martin is a shitbag. So, uh, yep. but better better not be letting me down, Fleabag. That's all I'm saying. I'll Don't be make me very disappointed if we find yeah. out that we were both wrong on that. Anyway, our next question from competitive area: What did Fleabag do to surprise Harry? I'm thinking outside the box here, but Ooh. I do believe that she ends up doing what she wasn't supposed to do, and again showed up at his place in her underwear. But instead of shouting in his mail slot, I think she took an old Polaroid shot of her naked body and slides that sucker in after knocking on the door so that he comes and finds it. And like no sane man would see that and be like, nah, I'm good. Like we're predictable creatures, really. Like 60s sexting, huh? Yeah. So naked picture in my mailbox gets me every time. You know now. Do with that what you will. But I'm legally required to say that if Ashley finds it, you're on your own. I didn't tell you to do it. If that happens, I want you to text me the words that it happened. I do not want to see it. Please, for the love of God. I think that she bought him a dinosaur plate. <laughs> There's a weird focus on a dinosaur plate in their conversation, and I think that was it. Like, to get his attention again, she thought of him, and it was a dinosaur plate. Like, is it a plate shaped like a dinosaur? Or is I don't it know. Dinosaurs I'd on imagine it? not. That would be wild. We have a taco holder that's shaped like a triceratops. I have taco holders, but they're not shaped like dinosaurs. Loser. Uh, next question. Who Sad. was the last person to steal the gold statue? Mother-in-law. I oh, think she oh. has it but is still using the stealing of it as just a money grab of a cool art installation. Hmm. Interesting. And it's an interesting question because this means that somebody steals it from Fleabag mm-hmm. and, and means that it was stolen more than once. Yes. But I will say, though, that in the finale, she does get all smug when the evil stepmother is talking about getting it stolen. So it makes me think that she still ended up with it somehow. So I think it changes hands like multiple times. Mm. But so I think like even though somebody like like bus rodent man, like a.k.a. pop star Justin Beaver, I think like maybe he steals it from her. But I think Fleabag is technically the last person to steal it. because She has it in the end. Interesting. Yep. Is it interesting that he is pop star Justin Beaver? No. Oh, OK. He's just a sad boy <laughs> and you're being so mean to him. <laughs> sad i mean his name is bus rodent what do you want me to do yeah i mean yeah that they were being mean to him too okay our next question from professional underscore cat six zero two six what happened in the sex shop with fleabag and the guy she was with i think that she is with her on again off again boy toy harry in an early episode in the season i think they're going through the aisles got your typical fare vibrators lube sex machines and then she sees it out of the corner of her eye a Barack Obama blow-up doll. She tries to hide her emotions, but Harry sees it. He sees the doll. He gets upset all over again. Storms out. <laughs> dashed by a Democrat yet again. Man, that's a wild answer, but it'd be pretty funny <laughs> if that was true. <laughs> I think that the guy she's there with is Busboy. I think mm. she gives Busboy another shot, and they go into a sex shop, and she's like, I just need to like get him out of his shell type of thing. And that is when she figures out that he is a virgin. Ooh, and he's just like giggling at all the stuff, gnawing on the shelves as he walks by to build his dam. Yeah. God, <laughs> so mean to him because of his teeth. Next question from Kid X Cannabis. The next person to walk in that door is getting ridden to death. Who was the first person to walk into the cafe after the MC makes the statement to the audience? It 100% has to be your dad. I feel oh. like that it would just be hilarious. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you think by cafe they mean like guinea pig cafe? 
Yeah. And Fleabag has an MC to come liven up the joint. I think they are just calling her MC because she turns to the camera and speaks directly to it. Oh, maybe MC stands for main character. I, th- I thought it was like a DJ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> huh? <laughs> I didn't even read it as main character. I just thought like oh. MC, like she's, you know, kind of like in charge of the show. Wow. And like she talks directly to the camera. So she's like narrating directly. But you're right. It does definitely 100% stand for main character. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought it was like the next movie. person that walks into this cafe. Uh, uh, well, anyway, uh, I'm going to knock out an upcoming question too tied to this. So I'll expound later, but I think it's uh, leave it to Beaver. M- Mr. Mr. Leave with no Beaver. The worst. Our next set of questions from Fungus is Coolio. Why does the bank loaner now like Fleabag? I'm going to answer this one more in depth later, but I will tease by saying that he was at the wellness retreat at the same time as her. Interesting. I think that she's just out one night at like a bar or restaurant or something. And he just kind of like sees her and realizes that like she wasn't actively trying to seduce him, that she's really just like a crazy person and, and actually like appreciates that she's pretty funny. Okay. Fungus also asks what happened with the guy from the bus? bus rodent in episode one she ends up going back out with him and and then they end up at the sex shop and then she uh, she just checks out once she finds out he's a virgin and, and she's just not into that yeah he and fleabag have a second date so i agree more on that later but i think mm. he wants to atone for being too nice on the first date so he decides to be a jerk the second time through you think he like full 180s it and it's like real rough yeah he's treating her like the nasty bitch she is and i think he goes so far as to steal the lady statue oh because his bark is as bad as his bite i don't understand the okay okay i mean fine Mm -hmm. i don't understand what he would gain from that but fine money it's worth thousands of dollars and it's just showing that he's a bad boy (laughs) if you had to pick one character from this season to get a spinoff show which one would you pick based off of what you've seen of them? I mean, I think the easy answer here is Boo. Yeah, Boo seems pretty cool. She's a ghost in the spinoff. Hence She's a ghost. Boo, like it's perfectly named. Oh my God. No, but You're speaking of that, no, I'm serious. Do you think that she had another real name and now she's just like all the other characters in Fleabag's life and Fleabag only calls her Boo because she's dead and haunting her? And but like other people her call now? her Boo. So we'd only, oh. we'd have to, Claire does at the end. Yeah, she but, says like, that's what you did to Boo. But, yeah, but that but could Fleabag's also be unreliable. like, since we're seeing the show from right. Fleabag's perspective, maybe like Claire said the real name, but Fleabag heard Boo because right. that's just... I can't trust nothing. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, am I a secret genius? Or a secret idiot. <laughs> probably. Probably that one. I'm going to say arsehole guy. I want to know more about arsehole guy. Ugh, you would. I mean, he was ridiculous, and I think that he has the most development potential because he's at such a low because he's just like super low bar plus like who doesn't like to watch a show where the main character is just attractive you know here's the thing though you made a good point that i hadn't thought about he really could be secretly gay like he calls it another woman but we don't know he could just be covering for his gayness yeah why in the world would you sneak in the him watering his mouth watering at the penis wall yeah it's a good point if that's not where you were going Right, and he's really into sticking his penis in bums. Like, I mean, yeah, he had trouble keeping a heart on when he was having sex with a girl. He likes her little he breasts. He likes Fleabag because she has no breasts. 
Yeah, very so she kind wow. of like mm. she even gets called a guy in the in the first episode. David, you might be onto something. I'm convinced he's gay. All right, maybe I'm a secret genius. Maybe a secret gayness. Next question from Coolio: How many times do you think Fleabag and Harry get back together just to break up again within the season? Two more times that we didn't see. So including the first one we see in the beginning. So that'd be three times we see them break up. Just because if it's more than that, we only missed four episodes. That's too much if it's more than that, I think. Yeah, I, I went once per episode of the three out of the four that we missed. So episode two, three, and four. <laughs> once per episode in the three episodes of the four we missed. Okay, yeah. cool. So, so like they get back together in episode two, they get back together in episode three and four, but I don't think five because he needs to have like a small window to find that new girlfriend he has mm -hmm. in this exhibition. Yeah. And here's the thing, like, I don't even get it. Like, he's not even that hot. His face looks like it was formed with one of those plastic things you used to make sandcastles. Yeah. I mean, he, his plaster version was more attractive than his real version. He's her safety school. <sighs> Isn't top tier. It's just like, this is this is the one that I can fall back on if, if nothing else works out. <sighs> yeah, I just, he's all, his face is all angular and robotic. He's like if Mickey Mouse was made out of titanium. Interesting. I don't like him. What an, what an interesting analogy. Which one is better, the titanium Mickey Mouse or his face looks like it was made out of the plastic things to make sand castles? <laughs> Both were pretty bad. I think the first one was better. Okay. Too weird. Okay. All right. Next question from Fungus is Coolio. If you could rename the show, what would you call it? I th Fungus Coolio came up with some creative questions. Yeah, Fungus Coolio. I like where Everybody's your head's so at. creative. Yeah. I'm going to say it should be called Guinea Pig Cafe. And for so many reasons. Number one, I would watch it. I was scared off of watching this because it's called Fleabag, and that's just like not an attractive name for a show. But like Guinea Pig Cafe, that intrigues me. What's this about? Intriguing. <laughs> but like there is a Guinea Pig Cafe, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Also, Boo kind of seemed to own a Guinea Pig that Fleabag has taken over. So there's. I there's think it was pig. like the whole basis of the ca of the name of the cafe. Yeah. And then, but here's the thing. You also have the whole like meaning of Guinea Pig, a.k.a. like something you test things with. And Fleabag is going through all these mental and emotional tests post-boo death, or, or you can even argue post-mom death. She's the guinea pig. And also, guinea pig is a rodent, and there's a bus rodent man. It all freaking tracks. Poor bus guinea rodent man. Cafe. The poor man, a poor man on the bus. All he was guinea doing cafe. was hanging out on the bus, and he just <laughs> like is getting fucking destroyed. Um, I would call it Fantastic Sluts and Where to Find Them. Here... <laughs> Is the reason. And like, I'm not saying that. So Fleabag is a slut, but not in like the derogatory, just wants to, she just wants to sleep with everything for the sake of sleeping with everything. I think that it is a defining characteristic and the reason why that she makes the decisions she makes. And I think it's like a mental flaw of hers that she needs to work through. And uh, it's just uh, it. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it as like calling her a slut because she's just sleeping around. I think she's a she's a slut because it's like a an issue she has to work through. There's nothing wrong with having sex with a lot of people. Shut up. Hmm. There's nothing wrong with having sex with a lot of people. I mean, sure. Okay, that's where we disagree. Get off the boat, bitch. I guess so. Why don't you go tell your wife that? See how it goes. <laughs> I'd love to hear the answer to that one. Next question from No Buildings Eight Seven Two Three. Who does Fleabag masturbate to? We know the answer to this. It's Barack Obama. We know that she did that in the first episode. Oh, so do you think there could be additional? I think there's more. 
I do. I think she gets back with Harry at some point. We know this because it was asked. And what if she's yeah. just working through all of the presidents by one? Like, that's her pet project. She starts by masturbating to just like watercolor still frames of George Washington. But if she was on Barack Obama in 2016, then like what? She's fine. Not? She's going backwards. She just I mean, has she to eventually oh. has to get to, to. She's starting at the okay. top. She's going down the line. She started at the top. Yep. Ask, let me ask you, David, as a female, what would be harder to do? rubbing it to a sketch of thomas jefferson on a piece of parchment or a video of donald trump tough video, stuff video of donald trump 100%. tough stuff uh but yeah I, I think harry catches her in a middle episode just stimming her clit to some reagan oh reagan interesting yep yeah i can get behind from george w bush just fingering um, her bush to some bush yep uh bush to either bush honestly they were both pretty good looking some some dp with the bush bros yep i feel like you get back to you get back to kennedy you have to pause for a little bit right like he <laughs> Everyone gets like one time and you get to Kennedy and you're like, I'm I hang out here for a month. I think I think I'm just going to hang out at Kennedy for a while. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just think it's Barack Obama. I think this was okay. uh, this was they didn't realize that we knew the answer to this. Our next question from Nick Lee. Who was Hillary? I think this is a trick question. I don't think it's actually anybody. I think that it is an alter ego that Fleabag has when she goes on yet another date with Bus Rodent. I think she felt bad for the first time. And then the second time that made him turn into a thief. And this third time she tries to be prim and proper Hillary, but she ends up rage leaving yet again, but only after stealing her statue back. <laughs> wow. That's wildly wrong. <laughs> I think Hillary is the woman Harry masturbates to. <laughs> Got it. Why? Hillary Clinton. Get it? Oh, get it. I get it now. Oh, boy. Next question from Delos HR, which I think is a Westworld reference. What happened on the underground to convince Fleabag her period was due? What in the actual hell is this question? <laughs> is the underground some silly thing Brits call the subway? That's my best guess. Oh, you might be right. That's my guess. Because subway. I was trying to think like if it's like a club or something, it wouldn't be on. It would be in. Unless she was on the roof. Subway feels right. I bet you're right. Um, She farts. That's what causes the whole like... You know, I boots. farted like, yeah. like mom's laugh or whatever, or like mom's death gotcha. shit. Uh, but yeah, I, I think she's on the subway to go somewhere. Like, who cares? Maybe the wellness retreat, wherever. But I think there's a very, 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 very annoying baby on it who won't shut up. And it makes her remember that she doesn't want kids. And she is thankful that it's the week of the bloody blood. We took Frank on his first subway ride in Boston a couple weeks ago for some silly Disney immersive experience thing. Mm. I was about ready to kick out a window and just like dolphin jump out to my death. Good kid, horrible monster whenever we use public transportation. Cool. Good talk. <laughs> Our next question from Delos HR. Who does Fleabag end up sleeping with during the wellness retreat? I teased it earlier, but I bet it is the banker. I think he makes a deposit, if you know what I'm saying. No, I disagree. No ATM, sadly. And uh, yeah, so much for not wanting to sleep with him. I think in that in that last episode where we see him at the very end, that's not a man who slept with the woman he's here with. I don't think they slept together. Okay, you can be wrong. It's okay. No, you're definitely wrong. <laughs> I think that she ends up sleeping with the instructor or the counselor or the priest or whoever, whoever is running this retreat. She ends up sleeping with him. Mm, funny that you say priest because I know there is one in season two, mm. but I don't think. Well, maybe. Maybe that's the connection to season two. Maybe. Okay. Any day gal asks, who surprised you most in the finale? Uh, I think I was most surprised by Arsehole guy because I was absolutely convinced that he was going to tell her he was gay. Okay. 
I mean, I was surprised just to see him in the finale, to be honest. But Yeah, actually, yeah. I mean, you're right, just to see him in general. Yeah, but I, to me, the real answer is nobody. Nobody surprised me, because like, of all the characters we saw in both the first and last episodes, their flaws were on full display in the first episode. So, like, whatever. But I guess if I if I have to pick somebody, the evil stepmother, I think, was the most surprising, because I did not, I, I did not think she was a good artist. And maybe she's still not, but anybody who makes... A wall of plaster penises is a friend of mine. Your obsession with the penis wall is concerning. If that's not what coat racks look like in male strip clubs, then I don't want to live on this planet. <sighs> yeah, I mean, wasn't it? Haven't we watched something that was like that? Was I that think in you're a... thinking of what's that movie? Clockwork the Orange. Orange. Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Was there a penis? Droogs. No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, there was really? like penis statues. There was like statues of people naked. Yeah, I know, but I feel like we've seen a penis wall before. I don't know. Not sure. Maybe it was just in my dreams. Our last question from knock underscore outed. Fleabag was originally a solo performance by PWB, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. If you had to guess, how does the ending differ from the show? I am guessing that the solo performance ended where season one ends. Like, I think the whole show is season one. And I will say that it ends with her actually stepping out into traffic like Boo did, rather than the banker swooping in, which I... I can see being an awesome change for the show because it's far less depressing mm. than the play. Yep, I agree. Fully bag ends up dead in the performance at the yep. end. I'm glad that they made that change, I think. Yeah, I mean, if they wanted to get more than one season out of it, for sure. <laughs> yep. But also, you're right. It would If this show ended with her just committing suicide, it would have been a very different show. Yeah, she probably got notes and they're like, yeah, we're going to give you a show. Yes. But you are going to change the end, my dear. So here's the budget you're getting, but you are definitely not ending it this way. Well, David, that is all the questions we have, but I feel like that really helped us flesh out the four episodes that we missed. Yeah. Before we wrap this baby up, I think we need to give it a fitting end with a center counts. Center counts. I give it a five out of seven. Okay. I would mark it higher because I do think it's really well done. It's very, it's very good. The writing is great. It's just not my thing. I love the funny parts of the show and they're great, but just like the the heavy material where like you watch an episode and then after you're like kind of thinking about life and everything, it's just like with my entertainment, I just want to be entertained and I don't want it to cause me too much mental stress after. So, so yeah, I mean, this is, it's well done and Phoebe Waller-Bridge is excellent and the, all the, the fourth wall breaking and stuff is just so good. But yeah, five out of seven for me. I am at a six out of seven. Uh, I've very much enjoyed this and it's, I mean, British comedy is hit or miss for me. British anything because you know how I normally feel about British people in general. Yep. Like we we beat those fuckers to start our country. I, I don't like that. We're now supposed to be buddy, buddy just because they gave us the Beatles. Jesus like, Christ. You're the like you still want us to tax worst. our tea, you shitbirds. We don't need to be buddy, buddy. But like <sighs> the North never forgets. Just like any any entertainment made out of the United States. It's like, no, I don't, I don't want that. No. <laughs> This can't possibly be good. No, not not outside of the U.S. It's just Britain in general. I hate Great Britain. We 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 beat them in the war because we didn't want to be touching them anymore. You hate anyway. Britain because we as a country beat them in the war, the <laughs> Revolutionary War is what you're talking. Like, what is wrong with you? Well, hey, no, it's listen. It's like we were like we got to get out of here. We don't want you to make us give money to you anymore. Get these tariffs out of here. Yeah, and now we're like. Yeah, let's let's hang out. You're absurd. That's weird to me. Anyway. Absurd. Anyway, I don't have a problem with British people. Just the British people from 300 years ago, though, can fucking take a hike. The writing is phenomenal. 
it's <laughs> it's funny, witty, and I really especially like the dialogue. Like it does not feel forced and contrived, which is a problem with I have with so many comedies. Like Thirty Rock, I know you're a big fan. Like I, the situations mm. in Thirty Rock are funny, and the things they are saying are funny, but it never to me feels like real conversation. Like I, you can see the stitching and the writing. I don't like that. But this didn't feel like that to me. It felt so much more real. That's just because this is you in female form, right? Like you just. No, I just the writing itself, I think, is it just feels more realistic. The, the dialogue. Well, I think the dialogue feels more realistic because it, it is more it more closely resembles your dialogue, like your your internal dialogue and the Maybe. way that you speak. Maybe like a British person. Oh, my God. No. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I mean, I. I, I dig unreliable narrator stuff, even though they're frustrating sometimes. I'm into butt stuff, just like our soul guy. And even though she's funny, she's also a sexy plank, which makes her like the dynamite package. I am a big fan of PWB. I couldn't go seven out of seven because... Because we didn't see her butt enough? No, no, because <laughs> Fleabag also is just not the greatest person. Yeah, I mean, that that's kind of the whole point. It is, but I, you know, I also like to enjoy good people. And her taste for dudes makes me think that she has no sense in her head because just a bun- bunch of tools. Just a bunch I don't of think tools. it's necessarily like her taste in dudes as much as just like she has no she'll taste. fuck anything. Yeah, yeah, maybe. She literally was just going to have sex with Beaver Man just to get him to stop talking. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm, I no longer want to have this conversation. Would you like to put your penis inside me? Yeah. Yeah. So not a, not a perfect season based on our ends, but V, V, V good. And I would definitely watch the middle. And I hope that we get to cover season two, which I heard is even better than season one. Yeah. Sign us up. So if we get good support on this one, we surely will cover season two. So tell your kids, tell your wife, tell your husband, because we're podding everything up in here. <laughs> how many times are you going to reference that stupid joke? <laughs> For avid listeners who know how far down I will mark a show, if it's not my thing, the fact that this was still a five out of seven for me speaks volumes to, yeah, it's very good. And I would I would enjoy watching the middle if we get to do that for Center Consumed. And and like you said, going to check out season two would be very cool. Yes, please. And if you came just from the Reddit community, thank you for being here. We appreciate you. David, what do we have coming up next? Coming up next, we are going to be covering the movie Chinatown with Chris Harris. Yes, he is a famous podcaster if you're into the fantasy football stuff, but he is also a movie podcaster and he is a legitimate author, written many books, Tulsa, War on Sound, et cetera, et cetera. Very excited to have Chris on the show. Yeah, going to be very cool. I have not looked at anything about Chinatown, have no idea what it's even about. It is from the 70s and it was on. On that list we did in one of our Center Chat episodes of being one of the IMDb Top 100 Movies of All Time. Oh. But David, what do we have coming up before that for our patrons? Coming up before that, we teased it earlier, but our patrons are going to be getting a Center Chat. We are going to be discussing if we would trade five years off of our life for the so-called perfect body. Excited to talk about that. People probably already know my answer, but it'll be fun to Mm -hmm. discuss. Yeah, but you're also all about longevity, like doing whatever you need to do to extend your life as long as humanly possible. You think so? If something could kill you, it is always outweighed by something else. Have you seen me eat Entenmann's? Yes. That is not prolonging my life, David. No, 
But makes me feel good. No one can resist the draw of an Entenmann's Danish. They're eventually going to have to sponsor the show. They have to. We've told them you don't even need to pay us. You could just pay us in Danishes. Okay. But that is enough for now. Again, we always appreciate you and hit up the free trial on Patreon. You know you want to. Yeah. We love you as always. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like the downtime between each of your sexcapades, it's always better in the center. (laughs) 